Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him... Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, hi, hi, hi. So uh, America is still relatively intact. I know there were all kinds of protests over the weekend. In response to the horrible thing that happened in Memphis, man, those cops, uh, that was bad, bad stuff. There's no, I can't, no, that's like a damn near execution. I mean, what the hell is going on there? Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, of course, the left is going way too far, trying to hijack this episode so they can, yeah, de- defund and cancel the police. And this is a great opportunity for the left because when they start, you know, dragging out uh, Ben Crump and uh, families who are understandably very distraught and Al Sharpton, uh, and they start making all kinds of uh, demands. By they, I mean the left. I mean, the left, they just. Well, Ben Crump and Al Sharpton, they want money, and they're going to get some, tens of millions of dollars, all right? And then uh, they'll just go on to the next thing. But their allies, their political allies, will uh, take this too far and say that you got to get rid of uh, police. And uh, they really are doing that. I saw it on MSNBC today, you know, defunding the police. Uh, it kind of went away for a while when Democrats realized, okay, that's not that popular. We can't, we can't talk about it. We can, we can do it. That can be our objective, but we're not going to talk about it all that much. That's a that's a big um, that's still out there. So Ben Crump was talking about this. Uh, what is it? The Scorpion Unit, which oh by the way was probably a a name not not particularly advisable for marketing purposes. Scorpion uh, Safety Criminal uh, Observation and Prevention Intervention. You know, and narcotics. It was like a relatively benign acronym, but Scorpion sounds just, you know, call it the anti-crime unit. All right. That's what we called it in New York. Um, undercover officers, highly experienced. Um, Edward Adams brought back the anti-crime unit after it was canceled by uh, Bill de Blasio. But what did he do? He took him out of undercover. <laughs> he said, you got to wear NYPD hats and shirts. All right, that's no longer anti-crime. That's no longer what the what the unit was doing. But all right, you get you get points from the people who don't know any better, and uh, Eric lives to um, go to another press conference and have another party. All right, so uh, here they go. Here they go too strong. All right, now I want you to hear this. This is on ABC's This Week with George Stephanopoulos, who, oh by the way, seems to take off every other weekend. Notice that. Why do they still call it the Stephanopoulos Show if everybody else is <laughs> anchoring the show? Yesterday was uh, Martha Raddatz, and uh, this individual, her name is Karen Finney, F-I-N-N-E-Y. Her story is going to be important in a moment, but listen to what she said on this show, okay? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, This is the main cut that I wanted. You got it? All right. (laughs) Okay, I just... uh, So I emailed a bunch of people this clip. Uh, featuring um, uh, from ABC this week, all right? So she comes out and she says that uh, police... You got it now? Oh, okay. Oh, how about that? All right, let's go ahead and press play. 
We know from the civil rights movement, you can't just change law. You have to change hearts and minds. And anti-black racism is everywhere. We know that. That is part of the training that these officers receive, that black and brown equals danger. We see it. We have to acknowledge this comes at a time when the governor of Florida says no African-American AP classes, when we have demagoguery around critical race theory, when the truth is we have to be willing to have Hard, truthful conversations Stop. in this country. Stop. Anti-black racism is everywhere. Did you hear her say that? The police are trained to see black and brown people as dangerous. The police are trained to see black and brown people as dangerous. Uh, anti-black racism is everywhere. Now, you would think that this is just some crazy kook, right? Uh, that's just some crazy fool. Uh, actually, she her name is Karen Finney. She's been in Democrat politics um, for about uh, 20 years. I, I actually met her here in New York City. She was a deputy press secretary at the, the Board of Education. Uh, and she'd come around spinning us with uh, Democrat talking points. Perfectly nice in real life, but uh, that's crazy stuff, right? But it's gone so mainstream. The idea that black and brown people, Police are taught to believe black and brown people are dangerous just on sight. Now, that's obviously insane. But she can say it on national television, and nobody says, excuse me, uh, hello? Not even Chris Christie. Fat, dumb, and happy Chris Christie just sitting there going along with this junk. Now, I mentioned her political background, right? She's worked in every uh, Hillary Clinton campaign, Barack Obama campaign. She's a political campaign person. She's not a criminal justice expert. She's not a sociologist. She doesn't know what she's talking She just senses an opportunity here. And oh, by the way, she happens to be a person of color. And when you're a person of color in this context and you're when you're pushing left-wing talking points, sometimes provided by white people on the left, okay? It's far more effective, though, when it comes from a person of color because I think it was Martha Raddatz. I think she might feel inhibited about saying, uh, excuse me, hello, did you just say, did you just say that anti-black racism is everywhere, that the police are trained to see black and brown people as dangerous? Did you just say that? Doesn't that require some kind of pushback? Somebody? Isn't that what you have a moderator for? To moderate? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Just to be clear here. No, uh, no, no, no. We're not going to do that because, um, well, uh, well, let's face it. You know, you don't want to be viewed as racially insensitive, no matter what race you are, right? And if you dare question anybody, they could say, "Well, how are you, are you defending these cops? You, where are you coming from?" No, I'm not defending these cops. These cops are murderers, quite frankly. At least two of them. Two of them to be sure. The cop who kicked the guy in the face, I counted three times. That guy in jail forever. You kick somebody in the face, um, that's attempted murder. And if the guy dies, that's murder. And then the other one who punched him, I counted five times. And not only did he punch him, I mean, he backed up his fist, you know, cocked his fist. And they held him up to be punched. Well, actually, I take that back. Then then there are three guys holding them up. One, two, three. So, all right, that equals five. Five guys in jail for the rest of their lives. Fine with me. That should happen. Totally should happen. 
Now, I've already heard some people saying the defense, they're getting ready to say, well, you know, the junior police officers could never question their senior officers. And there were some officers who were senior, and it's very difficult in that military. I heard this on Fox. Very difficult in that environment, in a hierarchical environment, to question your authority or your superiors. What a silly cop-out that is. It's incumbent upon all of us, by the way, to uh, just be ready. Sometimes somebody's going to be wrong. No matter what, you got to say something. You've got to say something. Whether you're in the military, whether you're in the police department, whether you are, you work at a bank. <laughs> I don't care if you, you 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 operate a fruit stand. You might see something that is intolerable, and you got to do something or at least say something. It's funny. Over the weekend, not funny, but um, January twenty eighth was Saturday. I always note that day. It's the day that the Challenger blew up. I remember where I was, 1986. I was taking an English midterm in the gymnasium at Garden City High School, and the teacher comes in and makes the announcement that the space shuttle had exploded. And it was just—it really was jarring because the New York Times Magazine, back when it was decent, I had read it that weekend, maybe the weekend before, and they had a big story about Krista McAuliffe. You know, these launches were coming and going. Everybody, quite frankly, had lost track of them by that point. And this one I, I knew about, but I didn't know it was happening that morning. Anyway, it blows up. And then we find out that they knew it was going to blow up. There were engineers who were freaking out because the O-rings were frozen. And they said this could lead to a catastrophic failure, i.e. it's all going to blow and we're going to lose the astronauts. And guess what? Some boss comes in and says, don't say that to anybody else. My boss doesn't want to hear that. So sign this piece of paper and say it's okay to launch. And they all did it. They all just gave in. Uh, even the ones who didn't give in, actually, you know, I'm sorry. You, you, you just do the right thing. There are some things in life worth quitting over. There are some things in life worth getting fired over. Uh, <laughs> now, I don't have any, by the way. <laughs> but, but when there's a... There's seven astronauts, and this is the kind of situation. Yeah, who? Why didn't somebody put a stop to it? Oh, I, 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 I had to follow my sergeant's orders. Uh, no, it doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, in America, a lot. You know, we become a very bureaucratic place. We become a very risk-averse society. Isn't that a shame? You know, we don't want to make waves. We don't want to draw attention to ourselves. Go along to get along. I don't like that. Boy, that was one noxious statement, wasn't it? And nobody's pushing back. Now, I heard a woman on um, MSNBC today uh, happened to be a woman of color. And why that's relevant, I'll, uh, well, I already told you. It, quite frankly, makes people of, it makes a white person less likely to challenge that individual. Not me, but certainly white liberals will shut the hell up. I mean, you, after all, especially a white woman, she doesn't want to be called a Karen. I got to interrupt you right there. So this lady comes on and she talks about the Breathe Act and we need to pass the Breathe Act. Well, the Breathe Act is all about, guess what? They say it out loud, defunding the cops, defunding the cops. And uh, yes. Oh, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. This will renew uh, efforts to pass the George Floyd Criminal Justice Act. The whole thing about qualified immunity makes the George Floyd Criminal Justice Act dead on arrival. I'm sorry. There are parts of the George Floyd Criminal Justice Act I like. 
you know, when to use deadly force. And oh, by the way, uh, that cop on Capitol Hill, you know, the one who shot Ashley Babbitt, he would have been in violation of the George Floyd Criminal Justice Act, the part about the use of deadly force. Now, he was already in violation of all kinds of other laws and regulations and rules. So just like the feds, they want to, everybody wants to do something. So I, I can go back to my constituents and say, we passed the George Floyd Criminal Justice Maybe one of the reasons why this thing doesn't have a lot of uh, oomph behind it is because it's not named for a senator. It's not named for him, right? Uh, Sarbanes-Oxley. Isn't that, the, isn't that the law? It's named for some guy named, uh, that's what these, the Taft-Hartley Act. Maybe you got to give the, the names, call these things after senators, call these things after congressmen, and they'll get passed. Because who gets the credit here? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But the George Floyd Criminal Justice Act, the qualified immunity, which is it's a little bit of a complicated issue, but it basically says police acting in good faith, doing their job, cannot be sued for mistakes, cannot be sued for you know, pursuing their job. Things can go wrong in any job. Uh, for instance, I could say something here, like totally outlandish, and uh, let's just. Think of the most offensive thing in the world, and let's say I said that out loud. Um, I, the station gets sued, not me. At least that's what I thought I negotiated. <laughs> okay, I mean that's so that's kind of like qualified immunity, and cops need that. Cops need that. Now this, these cops are on their own. I mean, I'm sorry, this uh, the qualified immunity. You, they did not have to do what they did. I will say this: the. Um, there's that whole thing about the, the talk. Remember Bill de Blasio had to have that talk with Dante de Blasio about what not to do when he's p- pulled over by cops, which infuriated cops and it infuriated me. You know, like uh, the, the police department was some racist occupying force out to get Dante de Blasio, and they had to have a talk with him about what to do. Well, for all the talk I've heard about the talk, I don't think anyone is actually having the talk. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Now, don't we think that lawyer in South Carolina has just got to plead guilty and stop this? I mean, like this guy, uh, this guy is, uh, I'm sorry. I know we have a process. We got to let that process go forward, right? Of course we will. Of course we will. Hey, Joe Biden says that um, what happened in Memphis, uh, black people uh, have to go through every single day and they're exhausted by it. Black people have to go through that every single day. They're exhausted by it. What is he talking about? Talk about a guy just trying to rip this country apart. Pander, the lowest form of pandering, racist pandering. Wow. That's not America. That's not what this is about. Nobody gets beaten up like, I mean, my God, when somebody does get beaten up, it's murder. And we prosecute it. Systemic. You know, that, that that's some on the far left. They actually do see this as an opportunity. I was kind of waiting for them to do it. I was waiting for them to do it. It's another opportunity. You know, let's face it. The fact that they're black mitigates the reaction somewhat. It does. If those were white, five white guys beating up a black man like that, the country would be on fire right now. I think it'd be twice as bad as it was during Black Lives Matter summer 2020. Um, I just, as it stands, there were just a bunch of uh, spoiled children <laughs> In Times Square, did you see the guy on my Twitter, at Greg Kelly USA? Now, some guy is uh, is hurt bad and dies in Memphis, Tennessee. 
and some punk thinks that walking on a police car in Times Square is going to do anything about it. Ron in Nassau County. Where in Nassau County are you? Hello. Um, I'm in Farmingdale right now. How do you do? I'm doing pretty good. Um, but I, I wanted to point something out, being that I was a police officer candidate as the rest of my family for as far back as I can remember. But I remember back in the mid-'80s, um, when they lowered the, the the left, really was angry about the standards that they were too high for the police department across the country, not just in New York, and that tests then had to be rescored with a lower uh, threshold for psychological exams, physical exams, and even just the straight up uh, education exams, so that they could get more people in of color. What and, year is this? You know, what year is this? Back in the mid-'80s. I took my test in 87, and my I, the test didn't go through until 92. It took five years to rescore curve and everything else to test. Uh, so that people could uh, look. Hold on a second. I gotta. I gotta tell you, the standards have been pretty, pretty strong. They were strong, especially in the '90s. A lot of col- a lot of uh, police departments required college credits, not necessarily a full degree. Although some some departments do. Do you remember? I don't think you were required to have any college credits in 1986. Were you? Yeah, you had to have 60 credits. 60. They upped it. They upped it to like 120 or something like that. So. Uh, the educational requirements got uh, a lot stiffer in the 1990s, and the quality of a police officer increased, although sometimes you go to college and you come out a basket case. But, uh, However, since George Floyd, since we've made it sport to uh, harass cops in the street, who the hell's signing up for that? And to your point, uh, people don't want to sign up for that. Um, and they're losing uh, they're losing qualified individuals. They're, who, who needs it? They're quitting. Uh, they're leaving the profession, and who's left? Well, um, not as not as not the cream of the crop, unfortunately. How long are you a cop, Ron? Didn't actually go. By the time you didn't actually go because you got the runaround bureaucratically. I've heard of that happening before. Anyway, uh, oh, there's the music. Give me a moment, please. Many thanks. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, You know what? I'm not that angry about the uh, Empire State Building. I know I'm supposed to be. The Philadelphia Eagles, how dare they? Do you realize what they promote with the lights? First of all, the Empire State Building is like the sixth, maybe the seventh tallest building in New York uh, these days. It's not that tall. We got like it's just not a it's not it's not as iconic as it once was. Uh, That's that. And also, I kind of gave up on those lights a long time ago. What was it? Oh, they do the most obscure, weird. Uh, you know they'll they'll do uh, you know I don't know tree enthusiasts lesbians uh, from Zimbabwe I mean they'll just do the most obscure group and I remember one day what was it Good Day New York it was like the thirtieth anniversary of Good Day New York back when I was on Good Day New York and we wanted to it was kind of a stunt come to think of it we sent them a request that they should illuminate it in uh, what were the Good Day New York colors anyway <laughs> yellow and orange or something like that. And they uh, they gave us a nice letter saying no, um, 
and we went to town. We went crazy on it. Oh, how dare they? So I gave up on that building. I mean, nice building, I guess, but uh, it just doesn't stand out. It's dwarfed by uh, one Vanderbilt place, uh, all those crazy tall buildings on 57th Street, 432 Park Avenue. Um, it's just, uh, you know, not what it was. And it was interesting. A couple of years ago, I got to see 432 Park Avenue. Uh, that's That was like the first really skinny residential building in New York. And it's Park Avenue, like 55th Street. And they were having a showing, like a party, debuting their show apartment, you know. Um, and I went up there and it was so wild to look down on the Empire State Building. Empire Stapling was lower than is lower than somebody's house, and this house was something else. Uh, but you know what? Even a beautiful, incredible penthouse in the sky, you get bored of it uh, within about seven minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes. You're on your phone. <laughs> I wonder how a billionaire feels about that. You know, they set it up uh, for their family or for their uh, <clears throat> uh, friend, and uh, twenty minutes later, uh, that friend is on the phone. All right, so Trump had an event in—he had two events. I only saw the South Carolina event, and there was something about it I really liked. He was very—look, I love Trump. Um, I thought the style and the and the substance, they always worked for me. But it does make sense that he would evolve, that he would grow, that he would change. You know, style changes, uh, times change, and he is— a bit more serious. He is doesn't have a huge crowd behind him. He was um, much more on message. There were plenty of non sequiturs, but the non sequiturs brought you to something else that was interesting. It wasn't it wasn't jokey, and it's okay to have fun from time to time. All right, but I did not see the one in New Hampshire. Let's listen to this. Cut one, please. Cut one. As someone who has won the New Hampshire presidential primary not once but twice. And by the way, I believe we also won two general elections, okay, if you want to know the truth. And I believe it very strongly in plenty of other places also. But I know better than anybody what a special role the state has, the people have, and uh, really it's uh, a place for American presidents. And one of the things Steve told, I told him, Steve, you can help with the campaign a little bit, but what I really want is help on that final Day of voting. You know, it used to be a day, right, with paper ballots. Now it's, to, in some cases, 64 days. How about that? We have 64 days to vote, and we have all machines. We have no paper. We have no nothing, and lots of surprises. I said, I really want the biggest help to be on election day or election period. Uh, think of that. We have to call it an election period. Someday we'll be back to paper ballots. We'll be back to voter ID. We'll be back to... We'll be back to doing it the way it's supposed to be, one-day voting. You know, in France, they had an election. It was one day. They had 38 million people. It took one day, and by 10 o'clock in the evening, all the votes were counted. You had a winner, you had a loser, and everybody said, good luck, see you next time. But uh, we don't have that in this country anymore. We've gone crazy in so many ways. All right, good for him. He's right. You know, he. <laughs> this should be the most important issue in the country. I don't trust the elections. Election period, sixty-four days. Good for him for talking about it. The guy who talks says the quiet part out loud. It's good. It's good. I like this. It's about the issues. Good for him. Uh, let's see here. Cut two. Another uh, from New Hampshire. 
Everyone in this room shares the one key mission. We're going to defeat Joe Biden, defeat Joe Biden and the radical Democrats. So we're here and we start. We begin. All right. I like it. I like it. Now, here he is. What's this on the jet on the way there? I don't know what the sound is going to be like, but he says something about DeSantis warning him not to run. I agree, Ron, don't run. But anyway, cut three. So Ron would have not been governor if it wasn't for me, and that's okay. Uh, And uh, number one, he wouldn't have gotten the nomination. And number two, he wouldn't have beaten uh, his Democrat opponent. So then when I hear he might run, you know, I consider that very disloyal, but it's not about loyalty. But to me it is. It's always about loyalty. But for a lot of people, it's not about loyalty. Yeah. DeSantis has no business running for president right now. What is he, 44? Forget it. He hasn't really been tested. He hasn't. Um, he's going, the, the, the mainstream media want him because they know they can probably press his buttons. It's one thing to do that in Tampa, but it's a totally different thing to do it in Iowa. Ron DeSantis hasn't been doing this his entire life. It's a, it's a copycat routine of Trump. He doesn't really understand the methodology. So I think that'd be a big mistake. And yes, and remember, Ron DeSantis did go from congressman nobody to uh, number one in the polls for governor when Trump endorsed him. And you got to look at some of the commercials that DeSantis did. You know, I love Trump, uh, but sooner or later, you got to stand on your own feet. And he did the most sickening, over-the-top, obsequious uh, commercial about him and how he would be the Trump of Florida. And it had his kids win MAGA hats, and, uh, you know, the kid was building the wall with blocks. It was way too much. It was just, uh, oh, here's something. Uh, the, the situation in Memphis, terrible situation, okay? I mean, just awful. Uh, we know that. Uh, I'm not defending that. Of course, they're trying to say, well, we talked about that in the last hour in the first part of the show. Systemic racism. No, it's not. Um, but the, uh, we've always had bad cops and unfortunately we always will have bad cops. I found this clip. This is granted it's a movie, but who remembers Clint Eastwood as dirty Harry kick ass cop, right? Went after criminals, did it aggressively, but he did it within the law. He really did. Um, but he even ran up against cops who were too extreme. The name of the movie was Magnum Force. And there's a string of murders of really bad guys, a mobster, uh, some pimp, you know, who was killing prostitutes. There was a horrible string of killings and they couldn't figure it out. And all of a sudden it started to become uh, Dirty Harry suspected that cops were doing it. This one really tight cohort of motorcycle cops. So he starts to suspect them, but he's not sure. And the cops show up one day. They surprise him in a parking garage. Now, you won't be able to, I know you won't be able to see it, but so Dirty Harry drives his big old, I don't know what it was, it's the size of a boat car. It's 1973 into the parking garage. And, uh, and you can hear he's confronted by these cops. He, they surprise him. Go ahead, please, with the Dirty Harry clip. Do you have any idea how hard it is to prosecute a cop? music is really cool so dirty harry is kind of surprised by these guys they're all in their motorcycle gear with their sunglasses on these guys have been killing bad guys and that's wrong you can't do that
You heroes have killed a dozen people this week. What are you gonna do next week? Kill a dozen more? Ooh. What you guys are all about, being heroes? All our heroes are dead. We're the first generation that's learned to fight. We're simply ridding society of killers that would be caught and sentenced anyway if our courts worked properly. We began with the criminals that the people know so that our actions would be understood. It's not just a question of whether or not to use violence. There simply is no other way, Inspector. You, of all people, should understand that. Either you're for us or you're against us. I'm afraid you've misjudged me. Oh, yeah. And they start their motorbikes and they drive off very angry at Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry will not join that horrible squad of vigilante cops. You can't do that stuff. I loved it. Tough cop, you know, Dirty Harry, of course, but within the confines of the law. I'm afraid you misjudge me. So uh, real cops know that you have to follow the law, okay? Yes, you can be tough. You can be aggressive. What happened there is just, it's kind of heartbreaking, actually. It really is. And the left, they're going to want to use this. They're going to take it and run with it. And too many people in the middle will allow them to exploit this episode, this horrible episode, Remember, their goal is to cancel cops. They want to get rid of policing. And this just helped them. We can't let them get away with that. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Only in America, only in America could you come to this country illegally and demand luxury hotel service. This is really astounding. So they're at that Pretty decent hotel on the west side, West 57th Street. The Watson Hotel, is it? And it's very nice. It's got a pool. actually has a pool. And the migrants are staying there, and the city's paying the bill. Finally, enough is enough. Uh, So arrangements are made for them to stay at some terminal in Brooklyn, uh, one of the cruise ship terminals. And they go over there, and they say, no way, we're not staying here. It's basically a warehouse. And they try to go back to the hotel, but they can't get into the hotel So uh, there's a great big protest going on. Can you imagine going to another country illegally? Imagine you if you went to another country illegally, like Finland, and you just demanded all this stuff. You demand like, yeah, I I didn't come with my passport. Yeah, give me give me a hotel room and uh, give me a job and give me a money and uh, no, of course, only America, only in America. There's something very strange about. I don't know why. There's something like a guilty conscience. Why is that? Why do so many people in government seem to have a guilty conscience about America, what we stand for, where we came from, who we are? This is not this is this isn't fair to anybody. It's not even fair to the immigrants. We have incentivized them to break the law. And now that they're here uh, throwing stuff at them. No, that's. That's kind of dangerous, actually, in the long term, isn't it? I think it is. Anything else to say about the um, 
the Paul Pelosi situation. Um, I know, I know. It looks. What, what's my take on it? I actually don't know. I don't know. I, I'm still confused by it. I really am. There's something very odd about the whole damn thing. Paul Pelosi standing there with a big, stupid smile on his face, holding the hammer and a drink. He's got a drink in one hand. This guy on the other, I don't know what to make of it. I I just, and the guy is, it's almost like he's reading from a script when he tells the cops, uh, yeah, you know, Nancy Pelosi, I had to stop her. I, it just, there's something, it's almost like a liberal's nightmare version or wannabe nightmare version of what a crazy Trump supporter would sound like. And that's, um, let's see, do we have anything here? Uh, are here the cops showing up. Cut 11. Yeah. Fucking said 2620, right? No, 2640. Outside the door. It's about to open up. You can't tell who opens the door, by the way. It's not the cops. It's not the cops. And one of the reasons why we've been asking questions is because none of this has made sense previously. And authorities have contradicted themselves. First, they said somebody inside opened the door. Then they said the police opened the door. They did. They said all this stuff. They confuse the issue, maybe on purpose. Maybe they wanted people like me asking questions because um, they want to belittle us as conspiracy theorists. So they actually had these inconsistencies on purpose. So we'd ask the question. And I'm sorry, it's a legitimate question. The police chief said somebody opened the door in the house. The DA said the police opened the door. Well, that's a pretty big deal. It is. And now we see the tape. You can't tell who the hell opened the door. It was somebody inside the house. You can't tell if it's the pape. You can't tell if it's Pelosi. The way the cop said it, though, he tried to suggest that the maid opened the door or there was somebody else in there, some houseboy or something like that. What happened next? Cut 12. Hi. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. That high at the end, that's that's Pelosi. He says hi, and he's got a smile on his face, and he's got a drink in his hand. What the hell? Again, nothing's perfect in life. Weird things happen all the time. People are People are strange. And just because, now, there's still a chance that they may have known each other somehow. I don't know. It doesn't really. You can still be the victim of a crime. I invite you over to my house. You take a hammer and you hit me. Uh, it doesn't matter if we knew each other. I'm calling the cops. Anyway, here's the here's the big moment. Cut thirteen. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. What is Pardon going on? Right I'm there? not getting an answer. I'm calling. Bro, oh, oh, oh. All right. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't see the axe hit the guy's head. I also didn't hear the axe hit the guy's head, coming to think of it. Wouldn't you have heard a, somebody gets hit in the head? You would hear it. The skull is hard. A hammer is hard. Wouldn't it make a pops sound? Seriously. And these cops, um, I don't know, they're, they're, I don't question the cops. 
I actually don't because here's why. Somebody said they should have acted quicker. What were they supposed to do? It was a confusing situation. The alleged victim does not, and I think it's okay to say alleged at this point. He probably is, but you know what? I'm sorry. There's still it's too weird, and the timing of it is too weird. And then they try to exploit it and say all Trump supporters are like this. All of us, and we're, we're not, of course. And they use this event to what do they like to say? Influence an election. Can I hear that last part one more time? Where he, this is where the hammer hits the guy's head. Again, the police. They're standing there. One guy has a smile on his face. They both are holding the hammer. Paul Pelosi doesn't say help, doesn't say anything. The other guy says everything is good. This would have been the time for Paul to let go of the hammer. Me, I don't know. Actually, if he let go of the hammer earlier, maybe he would have had trouble. And I also understand if there's a flashlight shining in your face, maybe you don't want to walk toward the cops. Maybe. I don't know. But can I hear the moment of truth again? And remember, we don't see... I see the hammer get raised, but I don't hear anything. Cut 13. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. What is going on? I'm not getting an answer on call. Oh, 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 Come on. He's on a mic. All right. You know, kind of, I didn't hear any yelling and screaming. There should have been more yelling and screaming. Somebody got hit in the head. There's ice all over the ground from Paul Pelosi's drink. Isn't that strange? And remember what they did after this happened, before we saw this tape. This is the fake news and Democrats just going nuts trying to exploit this moment back when it happened. You got to remember, it's uh, five days before the election. And (laughs) uh, at that point, it looks like Republicans are going to win like 50 seats. We're going to it's going to be a huge blowout for Republicans, and they didn't want that to happen. Cut 16. David DePap. He's a man with a history of spreading far-right conspiracy theories on Facebook and elsewhere on the internet about COVID vaccines, the 2020 election, and the January 6th insurrection. He had previously posted conspiracy theories about the COVID, COVID vaccine on social media. And said he was known to rant about COVID conspiracies. Wow. You know, rant COVID conspiracies like it came from the lab in Wuhan. Remember when they tried to say that was a conspiracy? One more. They really went into overdrive and they had to put this on Trump. Paul Pelosi gets hit on the head and it's Trump's fault. Cut 17. The violent rhetoric that came down from Donald Trump led to the attack on Paul Pelosi. Very fascinating. The president drawing a straight line from the one six attack to Trump election denial to the attack on Paul Pelosi. The attack on Paul Pelosi just before the election Mm -hmm. a few months ago. Another moment where rhetoric that was fueled by conspiracy, social media, Donald Trump and his legacy manifested itself an act of violence. You know, I I, I could turn this on the left in a heartbeat, but I don't. I mean, I understand that there are nut jobs in the world, just like that guy who showed up at the Steve Scalise uh, ball field softball practice, right? He was a Bernie Sanders supporter, uh, a crazy liberal. Underline crazy. The problem with that is not the liberal part. It's the crazy part. But they'll try to say they did. They said it's not the crazy part. It's the MAGA part. How how disingenuous, how unfair, how, how corrupt, how corrupt of them. And, yeah, I still have questions about the, um, the, the authenticity of what we just saw. I do. I'm sorry. Uh, and I bet you do, too. I'll be right back. Thank you. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, it's been an entire hour of show. 
and we haven't had any phone. I haven't taken any phone calls. Uh, forgive me. Let's try uh, Tessie. She's in the Bronx. Hi, Tessie. Tessie, you don't see too many. You don't hear too many Tessies in the Bronx. Hello, Hello Tessie. Hi, Greg. So um, I'm calling because, you know, you're always talking about DeSantis not being ready and stuff like that. Yeah. So listen, you need to listen to the speech that Lindsey Graham said about Trump in the New Hampshire rally. Oh, my God, I am fired up for Trump. It was so good. And it tells you just exactly how you feel about it being Trump. Yeah, well, you say Lindsey oh, Lin- just- Graham did it. Tune in tomorrow. He'll do the opposite. I don't know. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Uh, I, I I have not seen the New Hampshire uh, thing yet. I saw the South Carolina thing. It was pretty good. Uh, so Lindsey Graham, huh? Really? Right. Good. You have to listen to it before he shows up. You say you're going to listen to him tomorrow or something to that effect. I'll try it. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll listen to it. I mean, Lindsey Graham, I gotta, am I really going to go out of my way to listen to a Lindsey Graham speech? I mean, I'm already sold on Trump. What's he going to tell me that I don't know? Uh, the way he puts it, you know, the way he, he said it, I can't you know, explain it accurately, but let me tell you, he really, really hit it on the nail. No, he really. I know what you mean. I know every now and then there is a speech, uh, a pro-Trump speech, which quite frankly, we don't hear from many people do. And I saw one, oh, what was his name? Klingenstein. Uh, I saw one from this guy and I actually ran into him the other night at an event for my book. And uh, he was amazing. Uh, he was talking about his book, by the way, too. It was a multi. Uh, I know what you mean. All right, Tessie, I'm sold. I'm going to check it out. The Lindsey Graham speech. Hey, why don't we go ahead and get it right now? Let's just listen to it a little bit, a uh, little bit later. Hey, Tessie, thank you very much. Okay. Let's see. Uh, let's try uh, Helena. She's up in Westchester. Hi. Oh, I love you so much. Oh. Such a unique personality. Okay, here I go. Um, I'm, 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 I was thinking about why these cops, these four cops, were so aggressive against the poor boy, uh, man. And in my mind, I said, maybe he had something in his uh something that he knew about them like maybe there was some pre-existing uh, kind of beef between him and the cops right exactly like or maybe they were drug dealers uh that he knew about and they they just had to you know they were angry at him for a reason yeah. i mean there's got to be a reason don't you think? I, 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 the thought has crossed my mind. Um, now, I will say this. When they were beating him up, it was horrific. At least the initial, you know, when they grab him, there's no, they're not calling him by his name. They never call him by his name. They never, uh, there's no familiarity. I do remember this. And the guy said to them that they don't seem to know each other. Uh, that they don't, right? And the guy says, the poor guy, Tyree, 
he says to these cops who are yelling and screaming and threatening to tase him, and they are tasing him. He's, he said, you guys are doing a lot of stuff right now, which is true. He was like, they were overwhelming him with commands. It was it was beyond. And oh, by the way, how the hell did that guy get away? What does it say about their just basic abilities as cops? He gets away. Remember that? He, he runs away. He gets away. Uh, five guys and the guy gets away. Helena, that's pretty weird. Don't you think? I gotcha. We, we think alike. I love it. I still, I still know that he knew something about them. Well, we may find out. We may find out. Uh, and it's a very, it's a very good observation. You know, what was going on because that level of aggressiveness, inexplicable, inexplicable, beyond, beyond, even before they started, well, killing the guy. Helena, thank you so much. That is a lovely name, by the way. All right, let's do another one. We got to do Joe in Long Island. Hi, Joe. Hi, Greg. How are you doing? It's an honor to, to speak with you. Oh, thank you. Um, I wanted to uh, share something with you and perhaps get your opinion. Uh, there are major issues going on in New York pertaining to uh, Second Amendment related obstruction. Uh, in particular, the pistol licensing process in some of these counties, it's its almost absurd. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with... I am, with totally. Works. A lot of it is coming from the governor. Uh, so the Supreme Court decision, uh, you probably know more about totally. this than I do, but the, the Supreme Court decision said that uh, these crazy restrictions that we have here in New York are unconstitutional, and you got to get rid of them. And then it's like the governor and a bunch of county executives just reimposed, guess what, crazy restrictions. And you can't bring a gun here. You can't bring a gun there. You basically can't bring a gun uh, anywhere. Uh, is that what you're talking about? It, absolutely. And, and I think it's only gotten worse, uh, particularly after Hochul passed that uh, legislation with the Concealed Carry Improvement Act. I don't know if it's much of an improvement, but uh, I, I don't know if uh, you were aware uh, about this particular issue from maybe past callers or whatnot or based off of your own research. But uh, in Nassau County, Suffolk County, you have people waiting a year and a half, up to three years, on getting pistol licensing. Uh, meanwhile, under New York state law, technically it should be a six-month window, and they just ignore it. I guess uh, rules, for, uh, rules for them <laughs> are different than it would be for uh, their constituents. It's interesting. You know, all their talk about democracy, democracy, democracy. Well, here we have a bona fide decision from the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court, that they are essentially blowing off. They're blowing it off. Uh, oh, by the way, there's a pretty cool security uh, course you can take because I think they're making you take these security courses. Anyway, we know a, a firm that does them here in New York. It's pretty good. I've got to get you the name of the firm. It's uh, They're good. Uh, but, yeah, that's happening, and it's outrageous, and we're going to see a lot more of it from this Kathy Hochul character. Man, how about a rematch, Lee Zeldin? I don't think she's going to last, though, by the way. She's got some serious uh, vulnerabilities in terms of integrity, in terms of her business dealings, campaign fundraising, all that stuff. Hey, Joe, real quick, where on Long Island are you from? I'm in uh, in Nassau County. You don't want to? I Yeah. More specifically? Uh, I'm in Plainview. Okay. Thank you very much, pal. Good to talk to you. Uh, yeah. Does this sound familiar to you? Cut 19. You know what that is? That's a liberal opening fire on conservatives. 
That is a liberal shooting at conservatives. That is some maniac, Bernie Sanders supporter, who went down to a baseball field where Republican congressmen were practicing for the big game, and he shot him up. He shot him up. Steve Scalise almost died. Almost died. But um, that's not anything we would pin on the crazy radical left, right? And actually, it's not. It's not. I'm not going to pin that on uh, Eric Swalwell or Bernie Sanders even. I'm not going to. Bernie Sanders has no responsibility for that. None. None. Bernie Sanders is a. He's he's allowed to be wrong. He's allowed to you know, support a socialist agenda if he wants. It's a free country. And if he can get enough people to vote for him up in, where's he from anyway? Vermont? Uh, fine. Um, and when a maniac supporter of his goes on a rampage, I don't blame Bernie Sanders because I could look it up. And Bernie Sanders never told anybody to go on any rampage. I never, I, I, would, I, would, I would never endorse a rampage. And he, did, and he didn't. Yet, anything that happens that they can portray as remotely, remotely, the person may have once looked at a MAGA hat once. What do they say about us, huh? Cut 20, please. Cut 20. What is the beginning of the beginning of sort of getting rid of the authoritarian habits of this new right-wing party in America? All right. Get rid of the authoritarian habits of this new right-wing party in America. Is that MAGA? Is she talking about, and she wants to get rid of it? Authoritarian, get rid of us. Get rid of us. And why? She's talking about the, um, at that time, she's talking about the, the crazy guy who apparently attacked Mr. Pelosi. And yeah, I still have doubts about the, I have doubts about what went down. I do. I just, there's something still very, very odd about the whole thing. Uh, maybe what they what they're telling us, and it may be, but well, you heard my you heard me in the last hour. I'm not it's just strange about the um, so many things are weird about it. All right, but I'm not going to. Uh, they blame us. They blame MAGA. They blame make America great again. And what do we stand for? What's so radical about our agenda? What's authoritarian about our agenda? We believe in the Bill of Rights. We believe in the Constitution. Okay. And in the Constitution, oh, by the way, it says have borders. It's the president's responsibility to have borders to protect the country. Is that a problem? How about not losing wars? Is that an issue? Is there a problem having those positions? How about less regulation? How about less taxation? We got to have some, but uh, it's ridiculous. How about not weaponizing the IRS and the FBI? Hey, show me, by the way, where the FBI is in the Constitution, all right? No, we need, you need federal law enforcement, but boy, oh boy, they have so damaged themselves. I can't believe it. Four years ago, to hear, to, if you put me in a time machine, whatever, the stuff I am saying out loud about the FBI, an organization I once revered, we all did, I mean, you know, you're supposed to, sure, the FBI, what could be wrong? These guys are heroes, right? No, they're election meddlers. They're just screwing with elections. Friends of Biden Incorporated. Forever. Uh, what, what are some other fun acronyms we came up with? Uh, <laughs> uh, forever bettering. Um, uh, Friends of Biden Incorporated. Let's go with that. Okay, Maria in Franklin Square. What's up? Hello, Greg. How oh, are you? you? Hey, how are you? Good. Ciao. Uh, Bella. Listen, Happy New Year to you. Same. 
I have a question for you, and it's really, really bothering me so much that I want an answer from somebody. I heard and I saw a, a citizen of this country saying, why do Ukrainian refugees are getting SSI insurance and you have American citizens that worked hard for this country and they can't get none of this insurance. All right, what is SSI insurance to begin with? I don't know what that is. It's Social Security. Oh, all right. They help them because, you know, it's when you I don't even think it's disability. All so right, listen, I mean, come on, wait a second. These They're war refugees. You're going to hassle them about the Social Security? I mean, their country's being pummeled. I think we've gone a little bit too far with, uh, you know, the tanks next. It's going to be planes. Uh, I, you know, I'm getting a little sick of it. I'm getting the money. I hate war. This wouldn't have happened if Trump were in office. But, uh, you know, sooner or later. Right. Uh, but really, I don't. There are other things to be upset about. Is that is that is that really bothering you or what? Well, you know why it bothers me? Why? Because, listen, I'm a, I'm a working class. I'm not rich. I'm not poor. I'm in the middle. I'm the working class person that keeps this country going. Because, you know, the poor are poor. They don't care. The rich are rich. They don't care. It's people like us that work hard to make this country better. And don't get me wrong. I love America. But tell me, where does it say that these people, forget, maybe not a refugee or whatever, but these people come here and they get all kinds of benefits. You well, listen, say. listen, I'm, I'm not I'm not the Ukrainians. I think we got to you know, just I, I'm going to I'm going to cut the Ukrainians some slack because uh, their country's getting bombed to hell. However, uh, we have people coming here illegally from south of the border who apparently uh, are all indignant about the accommodations that are being provided to them ridiculously in New York City. <laughs> you heard about the hotel they were in on West 57th Street with a pool? And uh, I guess they said, okay, time's up. you got to move out. And they got very, very upset and insulted by that. Uh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, by the way, I went from Austria into Italy once in a car, and they had a pretty damned well-armed border, Maria. I can't imagine going to Italy and just demanding, you know, handouts. You know what I mean? I'm here now. Where's my free stuff? Can you imagine that? Italy wouldn't tolerate that. And by the way, don't they have a border to the north? Yeah. No, listen to me. I, I just have to tell you, I am an immigrant. I know. We know that. Wait a second. Okay. I just said a bunch of stuff, Maria. You got to react to me. This is a conversation. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Never mind, Maria. Maria, I got to go. All right. Happy New Year. Uh... Look, there are other things to be angry about. Let's cut the Ukrainian uh, refugees a little bit of slack. Oh, boy. Yeah, there I go. I do. I believe it. Give me a moment. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We have a president whose son's gets taken over 
and exposes massive corruption like nobody's ever seen before. You think the father, do you ever hear this? Do you think the father was upset? Uh, Dad, I left my laptop in a repair shop, forgot to pick it up, and this repair guy went a little crazy when he saw what was on it. What's on it, son? Every crime that you've ever committed, Pa. <laughs> now, at what point does the father get angry? You know, like, this kid is not working out well for me. And then the FBI goes and convinces the media that it's Russian disinformation. Remember, they went over to see the people at Twitter and other media and other agencies also. But the FBI, can you imagine the good old FBI? I can't. It's hard to believe what's happened there. This is Russian disinformation. So if you hear anything about it, don't put it in. Don't write. Don't do it. Don't do it. You better not do it because it's Russian disinformation. It's not true. Even though they know that's a lie that they're telling them. And instead of doing that, they come after Trump. Let's go after Trump. Let's raid Mar-a-Lago. Nice, secure place, too. I love the guy. He's <laughs> just amazing. I love it when he does those little dialogues, you know, with himself, you know, pretending, you know, Dad, I got a problem. What is it, son? <laughs> it's just good, good stuff. And also, he's a thousand percent right. The FBI embedding with big tech. Watch out for this uh, laptop. It's Russia disinformation. You may hear about a laptop. It's Russia disinformation. Can you believe that? The FBI, huh? Election meddlers, as we said a moment ago. Uh, all right, that was New Hampshire, by the way. I got to hear the South Carolina one. I got to listen. Oh, God, I got a lot of homework. I got to listen to the Lindsey Graham stuff. Uh, Lindsey Graham, could he have been good? He's a little bit wishy-washy, that guy. Eh, I guess you got to be to survive in the swamp, right? Right? Good thing we're not in the swamp. All right, your calls when I get back. Thank you. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, some Air Force general is uh, saying there's going to be a war with China in 2025. Uh, maybe, but it could be before then. However, I think I ran into this general once, General Mike Minahan. Mike Minahan. I don't think he knows about, I don't think, uh, no, I don't think so. Air Mobility Command. He's the head of the Air Mobility Command. I've got lots of experience with the Air Mobility Command. Great people. Uh, but they're primarily charged with moving cargo and people around. It's like the airlines. It's like the uh, Air Force has an airline, and it's the Air Mobility Command. And this general is sending around a memo, Minahan. I did notice that a member of Congress said much the same thing the other day. Let's see what General – let's see. I bet, I bet he's a – I don't think – yeah, I think I did meet this guy once. Let's see. Did he fly fighter pilots? Nope, he did not. He did not fly fighters. He flew the C-130. That's a that's a great plane, but it's – all right. Um, all right. General, I think you're way out of line. I, I, I do. I, I don't know if you're supposed to be uh, putting that I, – I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it's t- talk about talking something into existence perhaps. I'm a little bit wary of that. Okay, hey, we have the big – Lindsey Graham speech. Helena from Westchester said, we got to listen to this. 
And uh, all right, I'm curious. She did. Uh, let's see. Is it uh, is it worthwhile? Lindsey Graham introducing Trump the other day in South Carolina. Go ahead. Well, he did it once. He can do it again. And now while we're here. So, Mr. President, I started my political career right there. And I got my first paycheck, and I said, I got to get out of here. To the State House people, you're not doing it for the money. There's one thing I want to talk to you about. How many, how many times have you heard, we like Trump uh, policies, but we want somebody new? There are no Trump policies without Donald Trump. I was there. You know why $400 billion was given by NATO nations? Because he asked, and they were afraid to say no. Every president since I've been up there has asked NATO to give more money, but they gave more money when he asked. People talk about China. You did something about China. They finally paid. Everybody's been talking about China. You made them pay. You know why Mexico said yes to you? Because you scared the hell out of them by taking on China. You know why the Abraham Accords came about? It's because you convinced the Arabs and the Israelis you were strong and you're reliable. You killed the terrorists that needed to be killed. You convinced the Arabs to work with the Israelis, and the world is a better place. We live in a dangerous world right now. The good news for the Republican Party, there are many, many talented people for years to come, but there is only one Donald Trump. And I say this sincerely. You can talk about his policies, but you could not do what he did. Thank you. All right. I like it, Helena. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. That was a good little talk there. Uh, but Lindsey Graham is a slippery fish. He just is. He's a politician. Now, I just sent you that clip. Let me know when it's turned around. This is him on January 6th. It's a it's a totally different tune. Let me see here. Jonathan resuming the sort of right after the he's jumped back onto the big line. Uh here's January 6th. Yeah, I think he uh I think he kinda got really nervous. He got really nervous after uh, January sixth. He should have gotten very suspicious after January sixth. Total setup. Um Dan and Comac, yeah. Hi. Hey, Greg, I just wanted to say um, you shouldn't be using your platform to defend any of these Democrat liberal politicians. Like who? Even Bernie Sanders. Hey, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a Dan, I'm just saying that Bernie Sanders is not responsible for that nut job shooting up the ball field. Do you think Bernie Sanders is? He, he, he personally may not be, but. That's the whole is. point, Dan. That's the whole damn point. And I'll use this platform however the hell I want for the time being. Thank you, Dan. He doesn't you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, you, you just that's not what I said whatsoever. I absolutely said we don't have to agree with him about anything. But if he can get enough people to vote for him in Vermont and he can be a sitting US senator, he can shoot his mouth off about anything. I am not defending his agenda. I am not defending his ideology. Quite frankly, his Ideology is corrupt, in my opinion, but it's also corrupt. It's also perverse to blame the actions of a maniac on Bernie Sanders. I'm not going to do it. I'm also, and I am, 
I'm disgusted. I think it's corrupt to do what the left is doing to MAGA, trying to blame this guy at the Pelosi. And I'm still suspicious of the Pelosi thing. So, you know, I, I don't like the way you came off there, Dan. I mean, I don't know. I, that's I was very clear about that. But you got to play by their rules where they blame. Hey, 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 hey. No, I don't. I'm not going to play by their rules because I'm better than they are, quite frankly. And, Dan, I think deep down so are you. All right? So when they cheat in elections, I'm going to cheat in an election? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to countenance that crap. I'm not going to have a false flag operation. I'm not going to uh, commit violence and then frame the left for the violence. I'm not playing by their rules. We're not. No, Dan. Sorry. Uh, I don't know what show you're thinking of, but that's not how I'm going to do it. And uh, I don't think you should either. We can beat these people, Dan. Don't you think? You can't reason with these people. They're evil. Look what they did to Trump. So what's your what's your what's your uh, what's your solution? Uh, You have you have to call them out for the evil. You need to have a montage of Maxine Waters. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. You're going to produce my show now, Dan. Do me a favor. Tune into the Newsmax show. Tune into this show. Dan, you know, uh, uh, thank you. Goodbye. 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 You need to do that. You need to. They are evil. A lot of them. Bernie Sanders had nothing to do, though, with that guy going on a rampage. And if I start saying, oh, that Bernie Sanders is responsible, they can do the same thing about us. It's bad enough that they're doing it. At least I have the moral authority to call it out because I just won't do it. To, I just won't do it. Principles, man. Judeo-Christian principles, I may point out. You can look them up. They're all there. Uh, Let's try. No, I want to hear more from that. Uh... Oh, you got that? Okay, so here's Lindsey Graham. <laughs> we just heard that very motivating speech, right? Here he is on January 6th. May I hear this, please? Uh, Trump and I, we've had a hell of a journey. I hate it being this way. Oh, my God, I hate it. From my point of view, he's been a consequential president. But today, first thing you'll see. All I can say is uh, count me out. Enough is enough. I've tried to be helpful. But when this Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled four to three, that they didn't violate the Supreme, uh, the Constitution of Wisconsin. I agree with the three, but I accept the four. If Al Gore could accept five, four, he's not president. I can accept Wisconsin four to three. Pennsylvania, it went to the Second Circuit. So much for all the judges being in Trump's pocket. They said, no, you're wrong. I accept the Pennsylvania Second Circuit that Trump's lawsuit wasn't, wasn't right. Georgia, they said the Secretary of State took the law in his own hands. He changed the election laws unlawfully. A federal judge said, no, I accept the federal judge, even though I don't agree with it. Fraud. They said there's 66,000 people in Georgia under 18 voted. How many people believe that? I asked, give me 10. And I had one. They said 8,000 felons in prison in Arizona voted. Give me 10. I hadn't gotten one. Does that say there's, there's problems in every election? I don't buy this. Enough's enough. All right. Mm. He let the mainstream media do all of his work for him. He just let the mainstream media do all the investigating. You're a United States senator, chief. 
a United States senator just rolled over. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's one thing to... Let me put it to you this way. These state legislatures had a great deal of power, more power than they exercised. And that's what we were talking about. That's what we were talking about. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this, that's why I don't really trust him. Although, look, I get it about uh, accepting a Supreme Court's uh, decision, uh, four to three, three, but it was... <laughs> And Pennsylvania, it wasn't about one Supreme Court decision. It wasn't. That's not why Trump lost this election. And oh, by the way, I do think he got more votes. All right. Uh, let me try one other. No, actually, I want to hear more from that speech, if you don't mind, the other night. Where is it? Uh, Cut uh, 26. And we have incredible people. You know, when you think of what we've done, we had the largest tax cut in the history of our country. We had the largest regulation cuts in the history of our country. We had the safest southern border in the history of our country. We had the least amount of drugs in decades and decades. Right now, it's 10 times the drugs are pouring into our southern border as when I left. Think of that, 10 times. Not 100% more. Think of that, 10 times more. It's coming in like water and uh, cheaper than candy. Fentanyl, you buy cheaper than candy. You can go buy a candy bar, costs you much more than fentanyl. And they can kill the entire nation with it. And frankly, that's probably what they're trying to do. Wow. The thing about Trump when he says all this stuff, it it resonates in a way that um, DeSantis or Nikki Haley never will. Because, look, I didn't live in Florida. I hear it was great. But I don't live there. I can't vouch for all that stuff. Most people don't live in Florida. Uh, The stuff that he's talking about that he did, it resonates. We know. He's just reminding us. He's not telling us. He's not... He's not selling us. We already know it. We already are aware. So that's a big advantage he has. You're just going to have to take Nikki Haley's word for it. When I became governor, we made South Carolina the beast of the Southeast. Oh, isn't that cute, Nikki? It rhymes. Wow. I'm going to sign up for a a nursery school teacher as, as president of the United States. I went to the United Nations, and I just told them, you're going to have to get out of the way. The United States is here to stay. Oh, that rhymes, too. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Um, No, we're kind of grown up, and we don't fall for that stuff. Do we? I don't think so. Give me a moment, please. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We will keep America out of foolish foreign wars, just as I did as Commander-in-Chief, and I will restore peace through strength. By the way, and everyone thought when I ran, they said, this guy's going to be in world, remember Crooked Hillary? He's going to cause a war in his first week in office because they think that's my personality type. It's actually the opposite. My personality kept us out of war. And I told you before, would have never happened with Russia, would have never gone in, Putin would have never, ever gone in. 
And even now, I could solve that in 24 hours. It's so horrible what happened. I mean, those cities are demolished now. The people, I'll bet you have millions. It could be millions of people. How can you, you know, they bomb a city to the ground. These big buildings come tumbling down. They say two people were injured. Not two people. They lie. I mean, they lie. But if I were president, you would have zero chance that that war would have happened. And even now, as bad as it is, should have never, ever happened. I mean, the country, how does it ever rebuild those cities, those magnificent buildings that came down that are a thousand years old with the gold domes? You can't do that. But uh, it would have just uh, so, so sad to see that uh, a deal would have been made very quickly. I'm not even sure a deal would have had to be made. I don't think he would have he would have never done it. And let's see what happens with China and Taiwan, because they see how incompetent we are. So let's see what they're going to do there. Did he say 24 hours? Was that 20? Was that the 24 hour? I bet he could. I bet he could. I bet he could. Uh, hey, by the way, in my book, I uh, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement, I outline uh, this pretty awesome chapter. Remember when they lied about Trump and MS-13? So he was going off on MS-13, which is a horrible, horrible uh, group. It's like it's right up there with Al-Qaeda. I mean, chopping off heads, limbs, killing children, uh, drugs, just the, the most violent gang in the universe, really. And Trump said, you know, these these people, they're animals. Well, anyway, they tried to make it look as if he were just talking about people from Mexico, right? Do you remember that episode? It was such a disgrace. The, the media are at war with the truth. They really are. They don't. And the lies they have told about President Trump. Hey, so far, so that's in my book as well. And if you listen to the show, I'm sure you already picked up a copy. If you're not, uh, if you haven't, please consider it. Uh, It's available wherever books are sold. Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement, and it's particularly relevant now, just like I talked about in the book. They're going to use this episode, and it's especially, this is an effective example for them. Number one, these cops are wrong. Absolutely. And I do believe that they murdered the guy and they should go to jail forever. I cannot uh, minimize this. And no, 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 that's what it is. But this is a more potent um, example for them to do what they want to do, which is get rid of police. And you've noticed, well, wait a second, they're, they're, all, they're all black. How is their racism involved? Well, of course, right, there is no racism involved. But what they're going to say is the department the department's law enforcement in America is so inherently racist, the very structure of it. You cannot be a police officer without being a racist, no matter what color you are. And oh, by the way, there's this silly thing, silly junk science called unconscious bias. I guess they they took a magnifying glass and looked at people's eyeballs and they showed them pictures of white people, Asian people, black people. And they somehow, uh, supposedly, uh, the body reacts differently uh, to black people than white people, and even black people react different, really, differently to black people. Um, it is junk science. This has not been established, and even if it were, it's unconscious bias. It's unconscious. What are you going? How are you going to correct the unconscious? You're going to go into somebody's brain and tell them how to think. Where's that? Where's that bias coming from? Uh, we're asking too much. From people. Eradicate unconscious bias. Okay. What's the solution for that? A lobotomy? Yeah, I think it just might be a lobotomy. It's uh, it's undoable, everybody. 
It's uh, it's undoable. Uh, so again, in my book, thank you very much for uh, your consideration. Uh, let's see. Nancy Pelosi, we're not going to have to deal with her. I mentioned this before. I'm not that upset at the Empire State Building. I could care less, to be honest. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, go knock yourselves out. Uh, football, you lost me. You lost me a long time ago, to be honest. And uh, Roger Goodell standing up and saying National Football League stands with Black Lives Matter. You know what? You and your silly money and your dumb fields and stadiums and all that crap, you can go have fun. I don't care what the Empire State Building did. By the way, they're always illuminating their building in uh, trivial, ridiculous um, uh, colors for uh, trivial, ridiculous occasions. That's what they do. I think the person who owns it is a particular. But, hey, you can be a weirdo if you want. Uh, And we got much bigger buildings to to look at these days. Um, Although I do like the Empire State Building. I remember very well when my dad brought me there in 1975 and we went to the very, very top. Uh, first we stopped at the observation deck. Very cool. Very cool. There's a picture of me. I was really scared. I was nervous. I was just a nervous kid in general all the time. All right. I got to go across the street. Some folks have been on hold for 75 minutes. That's you, Sonny in Staten Island. Yes. Oh, how you doing, Greg? And anyway, I just want to put this out there. You know, I've been in law enforcement over 30 years and had many different jobs in law enforcement, but you know, uh, a lot there are some of these police officers there, you know, they've gone rogue. They take the job for all the wrong reasons and they never been screened, screened right by the department. So, you know, if, if you're driving and you get stopped by one of these, you have to comply and not resist. You know, I saw the, I saw the tape and I know they would phone commands at him very, very quickly. And he had a hard time, you know, to comply. But, um, and, and once you run like that, as an officer, I know I've been in, I've been on where you chase after a suspect, your adrenaline's high, you're with three other guys, and unfortunately, things go bad. Hey, wait you a know? second, wait a second. Yeah, I know, but you don't beat the hell out of the guy when you catch him. Hey, be honest, Sonny, when you're chasing after a guy, isn't it a little bit fun sometimes? When you chase... <laughs> I'm not going to comment. Come on, a police I'm chase. Not... They look fun in the movies. They look fun yeah, on TV. Yeah, well... But but see the adrenaline goes up on these cops, you know, and and I've been in situations I I wouldn't want to mention on the on the air, but your adrenaline's high and things go right. Well, right. I, I and, mean uh, I mean wait, adrenaline is one thing. Uh, then you catch the guy and the adrenaline starts to subside, right? Okay, phew, we got him. I agree, he was still resisting in the end there, but I mean uh, the 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 penalty for resisting arrest is not death, right? No, you're absolutely well. Listen, these guys should go to jail. You know, unequivocally, they should go to jail for life. Yeah. Well, I'm with you on that. I'm just trying to just add a little bit of uh, of the opposite end as an officer. And these things, I've I've seen it in my career. I've been on 30 years, and I've seen I've marked immigration. I've seen officers throw throw these guys out the window from the second floor when the Cuban refugees riots were what? going on. All right, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, se- for- hey, you said the second floor. Phew, I don't think you can die from falling out the second floor or being pushed. But damn, dude. All right. Uh, you know, you got to you gotta say something. You got to do something. You can't stand for that stuff. But anyway, hey, I'll see you tonight on the Newsmax Show. Many thanks. Sorry to get to all the calls. 
Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.